Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. That's me. In person today. Hooray. That's not always. We also have two special guests who won't really be talking, probably. We have, but... we have two observers on our podcast <laughs> oh, yeah, today. The cat definitely won't be talking. <laughs> the cat has been known to make noises. And also, my husband will be monitoring us in the background because yeah. he did not watch the show that we're doing it on today, even <laughs> though he knew we would be recording in person. <laughs> but anyways, today for our very special in-person recording, we will be discussing the Netflix original film, The Prom. The Prom, which came out last year. Yes, 2020. I'm not sure at what point mm. last year. Maybe pre-pandemic maybe prom season i'm not sure oh would make sense yes <laughs> but um yes yes thanks to the pandemic it's been over a year since we've recorded anything in person it's true so this is this is a very special recording everybody hey. um so brief overcap of the prom it is a show about actually i just want to read the imdb <laughs> um description of it because it was hilarious a trope of hilariously self-obsessed theater stars swarm into a small conservative indiana town to support a high school girl who just wants to take her girlfriend to prom so i mean that pretty much is what the show is about <laughs> yes and there are many people evolve and change their ways throughout okay so what did you think of this movie i loved the movie <laughs> um from the very moment uh, they started singing i felt the joy and the, the familiar joy of being in a theater and yes. hearing, like, ridiculous songs. I was like, ah, <laughs> yay. See, I, I hadn't watched the trailer or anything for this movie before I started watching it. So I was expecting it to be, like, a good, almost, like, high school. Yes. Like, very, like, high school-based show. And, like, you know, LGBT-friendly and all that. So I was looking forward to it. But it was so much more than what I <laughs> thought it was going to be. Number one, it is a musical, like yes. through and through, through the entire film, there are just tons of amazing songs where the lyrics are just hilarious and phenomenal. Yes. And then the storylines were so much more developed than I expected them to be. It wasn't just like, oh, let's support, you know, um, what was her name? Emma and yeah. and her girlfriend and everybody lives happily ever after. Like, it yeah. was, it was, it was really good. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Some twists and turns in there that yes. make it a little more complex. So, like, yes, because, like, prom, the prom itself happens at, like, the halfway point it initially does. in the show. And I was like, wait, there's still an hour left. Yeah. This. <laughs> this, yeah. this can't be the end. There must be something that's going to go wrong at this prom. And, of course, there is. Yes. Um, oh, I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad, too. Like showing up and no one was yes. there <sighs> so like she emma is from a very conservative town in indiana um and jamie and i both lived in indiana <laughs> for i was there for just over three years and you were there close to five i was there for six years six years he was there almost <laughs> twice as long as i was um so we we understand you yeah. know the the indiana lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> and like I know that they over-exaggerated yeah. some of, like, the characteristics, but, like, they really did a good job of also, like, embodying the mindsets of yeah, these people I there. Agree. And I thought that, that 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 was done well in, like, in a hilarious, slightly over-exaggerated way that worked well for the show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I thought it was a good, a good 
story to tell because it is very much, unfortunately, something that's still happening, you know, even today, despite the fact that we have made a lot of progress in acceptance, I think, in society. But back in these towns, or even, frankly, the town where we are currently, you know, I could see something like this happening very easily. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of small towns that have very close-minded values, and there's a lot of kids who are still struggling in those towns. Um, And I think that... On, like, the note of things being unrealistic in this show, <laughs> like, yeah. the how easily Trent is able to change yes. that group of kids' mindsets just by, like, singing them one song I, in a mall food court. I, and they're like, oh, we're sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been bigots our whole life. Let's go and apologize to love Emma. Love the neighbor. <laughs> um, but I did love, love that song because it was, like, the entire premise of that song is talking about how, like, people tend to use the Bible to support their homophobia. And yet all of these other things in the Bible are, you know, things that they do all the time. Like they talk about divorce and of course, premarital sex and tattoos and like all this stuff. And they're like, by the way, you too are going to hell if you believe in all of this. And like, yeah, by the end of it, they're like, we love our neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. That I like, I did write down like a long quote. No, not from that one. Never mind. Yeah. It was from one of the other songs, but like, I did love that they made all those parallels of like, well, yes. you think that being gay is a sin, but here's all these other things <laughs> that are also a sin that will condemn you to hell if you do them and you don't have any problem with them. And then the kids were like, well, those don't count, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of the mindset that people it's have. So, <laughs> it so totally is the mindset, which is like something that that when I was quite young even like turned me away from religion because it is sort of cherry picking things that make you feel better about yourself or you know things that you can use to support your hate of other people yes which is even worse which is even worse but um god there are so many good songs and like you've said that you wrote (laughs) some quotes I I think almost all of my quotes are lyrics (laughs) from the songs the song lyrics were so I didn't I should have looked it up but I didn't look to see who had actually written the song or the story or anything Mm. but the lyrics were so good and yes. it's so captured like you know an actual musical lyric yes yes like yeah. not just kind of like because sometimes you see these sort of these attempts at musical films and yet they're not it's kind of like the music is misplaced or the lyrics aren't aren't, aren't campy enough right. to be like musical theater yes yes <laughs> these very much are they are they're very campy very over over embellished yeah <laughs> Like, even the first song is pretty much talking about, like, you know, going to help this lesbian. It's just so... <laughs> yeah, we're going to go help this lesbian from a small town in conservative Indiana. Yeah, so <laughs> ridiculous. Was, uh, so, we didn't even mention this. There's yeah. some pretty big names Huge. in this show. We've got Nicole Kidman. Yes. We have Meryl Streep. We have... James Corden. James Corden. We have... The person from Key and Peele. Oh, um, Keegan-Michael Key. That was the Uh other one I was thinking of. He plays the principal. So big names all, and they all came together and worked really well. I feel like I haven't seen Nicole Kidman in anything in a long time. She is so fucking skinny. Oh, (laughs) she's tiny. It was, I was, she was always skinny, but like, it seems like she's gotten skinnier as she's gotten older. (laughs) I was also surprised to see her play more of a background role in this film. Yeah. Because she was at first kind of marketed as one of the big ones, but really it's just Dee Dee, who's Meryl Streep, and uh, Barry, who are the main like Broadway people. And then Trent and Angie, who is Nicole Kidman's character, 
once in a while have something yeah. to do. Well, and it's funny because Nicole Kidman's character, Angie, her storyline is that she is like the background yeah. girl. And so maybe that's like why they, no, it's like a play on that. Because usually when Nicole Kidman is in a movie, it's like Nicole Kidman front and center. Yeah. Like Moulin Rouge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's done a singing. I mean, maybe she hasn't, I missed it, but I don't think she's done a singing thing since, since then. Yeah. I did not know that Keegan-Michael Key could sing. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I, I've heard him sing in some of his skits, but not he like sang, sang, and <laughs> sang. The, he sang, <laughs> sang in this, and he has a good voice. Like I yeah. was impressed. I, didn't, I thought all of them sounded really good. I yeah. knew Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep could sing, but yeah, I didn't know about the other guys. And I knew about <clears throat> I knew James Corden as well because he's okay. a late night host, and he, they do uh, he does a segment where he drives around with singers, and then they'll oh. sing songs together. Oh, okay. Um, so I was it was interesting to see that they he got to be in a musical because I think that maybe he's done musicals before as well. I don't really know his background, but. One thing I was wondering what you felt about this yes. is that <clears throat> so James Corden character is clearly gay. Yes. James Corden in real life is not. Oh, I did not know that. So I found that an interesting choice and I Yeah. I wanted to look up to see like what reactions were to that. But Yeah. Why did they not just find somebody who's gay to play the role of a gay man? Yeah. Right. And I liked that um <laughs> His storyline was ultimately like reconciling with his mother. Yeah. Who didn't quite kick him out, but they were. We find out that his parents were sort of of the. He was from a small town in Ohio, I think, which, you know, Ohio, Indiana, same thing. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> he. <laughs> which is kind of what Angie slash Nicole Kidman says. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the Midwest. <laughs> same You're a difference. couple hours from anything. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <clears throat> you know, their first reaction was one of like. Concern and then like suggesting therapy, meaning conversion therapy, probably. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, she comes around. Um, I mean, this is years later because he's later. like, I don't know what, 35, yeah. 40 maybe in the show, and he was kicked out or, or left when he was 16. So it's like more than half of his life has gone by. Yeah. Like without any relationship with his parents at all. Like, I get the feeling they were probably completely estranged, weren't talking at all before. It, Angie yep. gets, sticks her nose into it and calls his mom, which I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it works out well in that, like, his mom comes yeah. and they they make up, but they could have gone the other way, you know, like, where the dad could have come and yeah. made a scene or something. Like, I feel like you shouldn't call somebody else's parents when they told you not to and that they're not ready, you know, to have that kind of connection. Yeah. But it, it, it is made clear <laughs> that the dad... Apparently does isn't there yet anyway, right? Because he doesn't come and just the mother is there. They spent a lot more time on the Broadway stars storylines. I like. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be a story about like Emma and her girlfriend, and then the Broadway stars were going to be like just background. But it's kind of the other way around. Like, we are following the Broadway stars much more than the the high school students in this show, which was nice. And it was, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, we have a little development with Emma anyway, and she... The funniest thing I, I think about it, and this is so very much something that, like, people of, like, Gen Z or even millennials and stuff would do, is that um, Dee Dee, uh, Meryl Streep, gets her... She, <laughs> as in her quest to become less narcissistic and yes. more compassionate, <laughs> with the help of Tom... Um, who she, like, ends up, you know, falling in love with Tom and all is the that. principal. Keegan-Michael The Key. principal. Um, she's convinced to finally contact her ex um, and get a slot on the show, <laughs> his big show, 
in exchange for her house house in the Hamptons. And then Emma's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going (laughs) to sing a song on YouTube or whatever. And she just like (laughs) nearly flips out. You lost me my house. (laughs) You owe me a house. (laughs) She's a very passionate woman. (laughs) Like later on when they're like, Put, like gathering up the money yeah. for the prom. She's like, oh, come on, I already gave a house. Yeah. She's like, why does being good cost so much money? <laughs> that was one of my quotes. Yeah. <laughs> why does being good cost so much money? <laughs> oh, that was funny. But she apparently like goes above and beyond on that prom because it's very like Holy shit. decorated. Yeah. Nothing mean, like ours. No, and ours was in the high school gym too. And, you know, the fire alarm went off halfway through. <laughs> I had to go outside and stand while they came in and cleared the smoke alarm. Or it was like a fog machine, I think. That I, yeah, I think off, so. Which ugh, I feel like they should have known that. In retrospect, you shouldn't have a fog machine in a high school gymnasium with like no ventilation kids either. Yeah. In body heat and hormones. <laughs> heating up hormones, the place. Yeah. <laughs> Those hormones just heating it up in there. <laughs> But it was cool, like, that they ended up doing this sort of all-inclusive prom. Yes. And, of course, like, another unrealistic thing is is that... So Emma's girlfriend is Alyssa, who is very much in the closet because of her mother. Yes. Who is very over... And her mother's the the president of the PTA yes. and is the one who gets the, the prom first canceled and then... Rescheduled. Rescheduled and is also the one who basically, like, mm-hmm. makes Emma... Yes. Go to her yes. solo prom. Yeah, we, we briefly touched on that. So, like, it's kind of the PEA mother and then also the high school students who see Emma and Alyssa together mm-hmm. in the in the auditorium. They kind of go behind everybody's back and reschedule the location of the prom for a, you know, straights-only kind of prom at this venue, and then we'll have our inclusive prom at at the high school gym, of course, of which Emma's the only one who shows up to and, you know, walks into an empty gymnasium. And that was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and then, like, the rest of the movie... And really, like, the whole theme throughout is, like, wanting to create this inclusive prom for everybody. And... I think I love that the, the idea of doing that and yeah. and the idea that maybe one day this would just be the normal, you know, that yeah, there won't be one prom for this group of people and one prom for everybody kind of thing. It'll just be a, an inclusive prom all around. And I, I liked that theme. Me and too. I thought they did a really good job of like doing it at the end and showing all the couples who walked in from all over the state because of course her video goes viral and gets like 8 million views she probably had never posted anything on YouTube (laughs) before in her life (laughs) but I guess like it had gone national anyway because of the the cancellation because of it so I guess she was writing off that well I guess that's true but still I mean yeah I would hope one day that's the norm and I I do I, I get the feeling that a lot of I think I read somewhere that like one in six like Gen Z people identify as you know somewhere on the LGBT spectrum. Yeah, um, I could see that being true. So I think it's becoming more and more. Not that there are more and more people that are LGBT, but there it's just becoming more acceptable to be truthful to who you are. Right. Which I think is good, but then again, I live in you know, New York City. So it's not, I don't get a good perspective of like what, what the youths are doing. Spend some time in this hick little (laughs) New York town that we're in right now. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'll see differently. They see a lot of different views here than in New York City. I'm sure drove past a couple of Confederate flags on our way here. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But, um, (sighs) that's, 
a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. But, but yeah, it does. It ends kind of happily and on, yeah. on a happy note. But we do see Emma's parents don't come into the picture. No. You know, we have the reunion between Barry and his mother. And we have Alyssa's mother ultimately, like, coming totally to the accepting. prom and being like, I love you no matter what, even though this is going to be hard for me to work through. But we don't see Emma's parents. You yeah. know, she clearly has a very supportive grandmother, which is great. And I think that they intentionally chose not to have Emma's parents come back into the picture to show yeah. that not everybody gets that Which happy ending. You know, like it's yeah. not everybody's parents aren't going to be accepting no matter what we do or how hard we try. There are always going to be people that you can't reach. And yeah. even when it's their own kid, they're not going to ever learn how to accept it. I mean, Emma's young. Maybe yeah. her parents will come around in 16 years like Barry's did. <laughs> I did like that, though. I like that they varied the sort of resolutions that came about yes you know they had as you said um we have first of all the sort of prom thing working out this is mother working out i liked that barry was also working with his family stuff right we have Dee, Dee who gets into like a romantic relationship yeah. and then trent you know finds his calling to as be a teacher, a teacher the drama, <laughs> the teacher. drama teacher i love that the principal's just like you're hired yeah <laughs> it's like, don't, and Dee, Dee, Dee's like provisionally or whatever right <laughs> it's like come on I don't, I don't know of any high school who just has an extra 40 or 50 grand in the budget to be like, sure, you're hired, start tomorrow. <laughs> I know. And I like that um, the thing that <clears throat> that sparked the conversation about the drama teachers thing is um, he when he's talking to all the kids, he's trying to like figure out like where they're coming from. Right. And they're like, we don't have a drama program. And he's like, that explains your general lack of empathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains so much about this. He was a good character. He, he was. was a bartender at the beginning. And I didn't even think he was going to go with Me them neither. on the trip, but then he turns into being like an important secondary character throughout. And he was fun. I yeah. enjoyed him. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like the behind the scenes, um, kind of like Angie. Like he was the behind the scenes person kind of rallying all of these, you know, other kids like to get them to be more accepting and all of that. Whereas um, Dee Dee and Barry were kind of like trying to head the, yes. mo- head the movement. Yes. And then Angie was like also in the back, but, you know, just helping out yeah. um, Emma when she needed to find her Zaz. Yes. Uh, as it was. <laughs> uh, Nicole came with her just like legs. rolling around on the couch with her legs all over Emma. <laughs> Long skinny tiny little legs you can't even tell a difference between like her thigh and her calf what was the message you sent me about nicole kidman's legs (laughs) something about nicole kidman's legs rolling all over me on the couch (laughs) yeah it was your new fantasy yeah something something like that oh man but that was an awesome scene (laughs) i love because even when you see her this is a little nicole kidman tangent here but even when you see her in moulin rouge she's yeah. not afraid to just like roll <laughs> yeah. around like that scene with her in the elephant and That's she's the just like scene. rolling around in blankets and pillows on the floor she yeah naughty words <laughs> she just gets her whole body into she it. does I and i just kidman. love it i love her too she's amazing i didn't know she was in this until i started watching it and i was like nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah and i guess we i don't know if i can't remember we mentioned but her character you know gets the joy of finally getting her role as roxy at the <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes, the, the front opener main <laughs> character. She's one of the main characters of Chicago, yeah. Okay, yeah, like the leading, leading lady, leading <laughs> role. That's the word I was looking for, the front character. The front character. <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so it's nice that everyone kind of got their little... <clears throat> 
thing. Yeah, like they really they developed all of the storylines really well, and then they tied everybody up pretty yeah. nicely. Which okay. for a Netflix original to have accomplished both of those things for all of the main characters is impressive. For a Netflix original, yes, they didn't just stop like <laughs> halfway between the first and second prom. You know, yeah. like they they and it was over two hours long. Maybe they just need to do that. Yeah. They put in that extra ten or fifteen minutes in every everyone to just tie up all the loose ends that they sometimes leave hanging. They do typically, yeah. It's very... Uh... But they did a good job of wrapping everybody up and, and leaving, you know, some uncertainty, like, will Emma's folks ever reach out? Will Barry's dad ever be acceptive? Will Alyssa's mom ultimately ship her off to a conversion camp? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't really know. Will but... Tom and Dee Dee work out? Oh, I know. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that at one point, like, after after Tom kisses Dee Dee, she turns to Barry and is like, "Oh, don't let me ruin him or something like that. I don't like let me this. break him, destroy, destroy him." That was I didn't <laughs> write that one down, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was overall very good, and all the storylines I enjoyed. I just love that it was a musical. Same. I did not know that was going to be the case. Yeah, if you're not a fan of musicals, this is not for yeah, you. Yeah, if you don't like musicals. <laughs> my husband does not like musicals. And that was, like, as soon as the first song came out, I just saw him, like, check out, like, oh, no. This, is, this has got too much music in it for me. <laughs> they can't sing their feelings at me. <laughs> but they do. I also, like, I also like, um, speaking of stories wrapping up, that um, Emma ultimately discovers, or they reveal to her that the original reason that they went there was for for themselves. Yes, yeah. And she is kind of ultimately okay with that because she realizes that they've sort of changed. Right, and, you know, by the time they find it out. Whereas, like, Tom finds that out yeah. earlier on and he's like, oh, you just came here because you wanted a good publicity for helping out, like, you know, a gay high school student in trouble kind of thing. It wasn't because you actually cared. Yeah. But, like, they do ultimately end up caring. They do. They didn't care to begin with. No. But they get involved and they do care <clears throat> afterwards. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. they do they do like really emphasize at the beginning that like this is a group of very like self-obsessed narcissistic <laughs> <Yeah>. people <laughs> which I guess is kind of a, a trope of Broadway yeah. stars in general and celebrities like Dee Dee's supposed to have won two Tonys so she's like well known <laughs> the best scene is when they go to the, the like hotel <laughs> yeah. and she's like I'm gonna need the suite we don't have a suite and she pulls out one Tony <laughs> do you have a suite now <laughs> no pulls out another one <laughs> How about now? Man, we don't have suites. All the rooms are the same. And then Barry's like, I'll need one of the cabins. We don't have any. And he pulls out something. I don't know what it They're was. just like some other award. Yeah. It seemed like it was a made-up award. <laughs> it looked like it was a fist, like almost giving the middle finger, but not quite. <laughs> um, She's like, oh, that's too much. I thought like that just means that she clearly travels with both of yeah. her Tonys <laughs> in her bag, ready to show at any point. They're that important I mean, she is narcissistic. I loved, though, <laughs> the beginning when they were reading the critiques from um, Eleanor, the Eleanor Roosevelt <laughs> musical. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, someone, they were saying, like, really, really hurtful things. And um, one, I, I only wrote down part of, like, one of the critiques, but it was, like, a syrup-soaked American flag down my throat is apparently, like, what, it, <laughs> what the musical felt like to this one person. And she says, that's not a criticism. It's a personal attack. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, isn't that what all criticism is? <laughs> kind of. Are we moving on to quotes? Yeah, let's do some quotes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wrote down one from the song that they sing at the beginning when they're ta- when they're talking about going to Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> Those fist-bumping, Bible-thumping, <laughs> spam-eating, cousin-loving, cow-tipping, shoulder-slumping, finger-wagging, Hoosier-humping, <laughs> losers and their only wives. They'll learn compassion and better fashion once we start changing their lives. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that um, Barry at one point before or after that shortly says, we're going to be the biggest thing to happen in Indiana since whatever happened in Indiana. <laughs> Mother Bear's Pizza from Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. Shout out. <laughs> um, I liked Emma's the next song when Emma starts singing. She's like, nope to self. Don't be gay in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like uh, a little bit before that someone says, this is our chance to change the world. One lesbian at a time. <laughs> I liked um, the PTA mom there, Alyssa's mom, I don't remember what her name was, when she says, well, this isn't America, this is Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, that is kind of their mindset down there. <laughs> I like when they first arrive in the PTA meeting and Barry is just like, I am as gay as a bucket of wings. A bucket of them! <laughs> I liked when Dee Dee says, I'm no stranger to townsfolk, I did Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. Like everything that anytime they try to like relate to someone, it was like, I did this. I played this character once. I know what it's like because I played this role in a Broadway production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At one point too, when they're like explaining what they're doing there, they're just like, we are liberals from Broadway. (laughs) To explain it all. And then I like, this was a more serious one. Um, but I liked when Tom said, a distraction is temporary mm. and escape helps you heal. And I was like, that's yeah. true. I liked yeah. his song about, cause she was, uh, Dee Dee was talking about how she kind of wonders if it's worth it to be, to keep doing Broadway. And if it's like, you know, worth the pain and, and the effort. Yeah. And his whole song is about how like, it is an escape for a lot of people yeah. and she needs to do it. Um, <laughs> she appreciated it. a lot. Um, I did like, (laughs) I think that was when they were at Applebee's, but I like that she's like, yes, take me to this apples and bees. (laughs) Apples and bees, please. (laughs) Um, Ellen Barry says, one thing's universal, life's no dress rehearsal. And then they sing that like for five minutes. (laughs) The same line over and over almost. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's the most quoted quote in this entire show. (laughs) Um, this is what Emma said about um, Nicole Kidman's legs. She said something like, before you kick me with this, these antelope legs of yours. Yes. <laughs> Which antelope legs are very long and skinny, which is what hers are exactly. Yeah. Um, when they're getting ready for the initial prom and they're with the two cheerleader girls and they're getting ready together, one of them is looking in the mirror and she's like, um, you have to hand it to me. Even I would do me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the last one I have but um, kind of touches on an important part and I think this was Alyssa who said it it was the exchange between Alyssa and her mom and Alyssa's mom says I just don't want you to have a hard life which I think is something people say often right. and she says it's already hard yeah like, oh. I have um, two more one is when Emma says I am who I am and I think that's worth fighting for Yeah. and then Emma again later on when she says can I just say you guys are the best middle aged group of people I've ever met <laughs> and they're just kind of like looking like oh like oh 
And then I did, I did, oh, this wasn't a quote. I just had wrote down a holy fucking tear jerking reunion between Barry's mom. <laughs> that was like, oh, I cried. I cried <laughs> when that happened. And then again with Alyssa's mom. And then sometime in between, I cried like three or four <laughs> times in this movie. I was not expecting it to be so good and so emotional, but it was really good. Did you tear up at all? Or is it just me? I think I got a little well, well, some wells. Some wells. At, at one point or another. But yeah, it was very... You didn't have very actual tears streaming down I didn't face. have, like, <laughs> season three of Handmaid's Tale finale <laughs> no, tears. No, I wasn't but... sobbing <laughs> uncontrollably. <laughs> I just had some tears running down my cheeks. <laughs> I didn't have to pause it to, like, <laughs> sob my heart out. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was so good. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, we decided to watch that. I am, too. I, I was very surprised by how good it was and how much I enjoyed it. I To the point where I want to watch it again, like, yeah. already. Same. I want to watch it with my mom. I think she'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, yeah. My dad would have about the same reaction to a musical as my husband did. Like, <laughs> oh, this is a musical. I have to go find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, yes, yeah, so if you like musicals and if you like Broadway I guess that's pretty much the watch same it. thing watch it check it out check out The Prom on Netflix highly highly recommend yeah and if you are aware of other musicals on Netflix that apparently we've been ignorant of feel free to reach out at uh, on Twitter at NNO Podcast and let us know or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com and if you have any suggestions on things you'd like us to talk about in the future feel free to send them our way alrighty <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and... Till next time. Till next time. Bye! (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.